Hey everybody, welcome to the PBA Podcast. I'm so excited to introduce this next segment. Me and a buddy of mine got together and we decided we'd have some fun just talking crap and having a good time about the games and about CrossFit in general. So, I hope you guys really like it. It's me and Carrie. Here we go. The lead and never look back. Winning push pool 2.0 by almost 18 seconds. Mm-hmm. And the victory gave Raptus a much-needed 100 points, pushing her up to fourth overall and back in games uh, contention with 18 points between her and Danny Spiegel in the fifth and 28 points apart from bubble athlete Reagan Huckabee. Yeah, but the way she finished, she finished so poorly in Event 7. She finished in, like, 20th or something like that. So people from – she wasn't only just beat in her heat. She was beat across the board. So she was beat in other heats as well. If you look at the top, um, the top standings for that final event, even for the men's, m- like more than it's like six out of the top ten, were co- came from. Uh, six out of the top ten came from other heats. Okay, do you know what I mean? So the mo- where in when most scenarios like that final heat is taking on the top ten positions, right? Like through and through. Give me a second. Let me close the door. That's so annoying. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really interesting to see. I think it's really interesting to see that someone who didn't complete an event. So she actually only completed. Danny Spiegel only completed three laps, and okay, at the so. third lap, she was taken off due to heat exhaustion. There was like twenty something other. I think she finished twenty sixth overall, which okay. is twenty six out of thirty. <laughs> the very very, <laughs> yeah. the very back of the yeah group. and i think the other and you know, those other people also got heat exhaustion like christine best got heat exhaustion right. and pulled but she pulled from the event right yeah. after that and then another person i can't remember someone else pulled from megan no megan idea. something pulled from the event as well which i think is like really interesting pulling from an event but i mean they just they're just done right. you know i think the heat exhaustion just got to them which like sucks but I mean, it is what it is. But I'm like, I was like, I was going back and forth and like looking at some of these events, and like, what I kept kept coming back to the fact was, like, was it Danny Spiegel? Here, let me pull it up real fast. Where's the my workout up? My CrossFit app. Danny Spiegel. I mean, still finished. The other weird thing was, though, that Danny Spiegel, sorry, I'm like thinking about this right now. Danny Spiegel got beat up by Reagan Huckabee in the very right. last event, but right. like by a second, but but she still had an 18 point lead. She right. had a 10 point lead on Reagan. Right. So she, Reagan wasn't able to take over that lead from Danny. Right. But Alexis finished so far back that it pushed her forward. That she like wasn't able to, I mean, she, I mean, she lost, she couldn't, she lost. She lost a 20.8 lead, 20-point yeah. lead, and then fell back 30 points or something like that, or 25 points. Okay. So she lost 50 points. But how much did she lose by at the end? What was the gap between her and Danny at the end uh, is what really doesn't make sense in my eyes. Oh, so oh, it's, it was 5.7. She had 5. Alexis Raptus had 5.17. Uh, I have it right here. I just screenshotted it. Five. Is that how I did it? Let's see. I can pull it up real quick. Oh, here it is. So Bethany Shadburn, 
I think that Bethany Shadburn and Carrie Pierce number. So it's six thirty two and six twenty eight. That's one placing. Anywhere across the anywhere in the event, er, right. anywhere across the weekend. So if it was one event, that could have been a huge changing. But I mean, Danielle Brandon beat out Danny Spiegel by thirty points. So we'll, we'll walk through like the top the top ten. So number one with uh, Bethany Shadburn at six thirty two. Mm-hmm. Number two, Carrie Pierce at six twenty eight. So they're at a four point difference, <laughs> like a four point difference Super separated close. dude separated like number one and number two. Uh, right. Danielle Brandon with 573. So she wasn't even in the hunt for second or third. Right. Unless Carrie Pierce or Bethany Shadburn like shit the bed. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so they, they, she was not even close. But I mean, what the frick, dude? Like, uh, uh, Underdogs Athletics like put it together. Right. Like, what happened? Like, right. I think, dude, I think that's crazy. Um, Danny Spiegel and Reagan Huck could be both Invictus athletes. So here, here's the score. So. Danny Spiegel with 542, Reagan Huckabee with 528, and Alexis Raptus with 517. Like, like <laughs> so she she did so poorly on that last event. And she what she did is she missed the bar. Right. She missed her final bar. Right. Which um like that sucks. stopped her. Yeah, it stopped her in her track because then right. she, there's no you can't miss. No. Like you literally can't miss. So if we went into so I took that. So final event after event six. Well, I mean, the other thing is Will Morad overtaking. So for the men, that was interesting, too. We were talking about Brandon Luckett and Dallin Pepper. But Dallin Pepper was so far. He, like, he did not do well in event six. Like, he, like, did so poorly that I don't think he cracked the top ten and then barely cracked the top ten in event um, seven, the finale. Right. But he was already behind by 30, 32 points. Right. So he, Brandon Luckett would have had to finish, even though Dallin Pepper finished ahead of him, he would have had to finish like 25th, which was right. like, wasn't going to happen. Yeah. So I think they kind of, I think everyone kind of knew that. I mean, Will Morad finished pretty late, but he had a, like going into that final event, he had a 53 point lead, 54 point lead. No, how much is that? A fifty-six point lead on on Down Pepper, so like, wasn't what Will wasn't going to be able to make it happen, right? I mean, but what people weren't talking about was if Will Moore had finished above Sean Sweeney in that final event, he would have taken third, right? Like, because going into that final event, they had, it was a one point difference, right? And between fir- between second, third, and fourth, it was only a couple points. It was. 16 points. It's not a lot. 16 points separating second, third, and fourth, which is, like, wild. <laughs> Super yeah. close. Did you, did you watch any of the um, – I know we were talking about it. You're not a big teams guy. but No, I watched a couple team events, but nothing. Only it's kind of like a filler just to mm. kind of wait. Just to – Like kill the time in between. Just kill time, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that – I mean, like, there, like, that's another place where Invictus, like, killed the game. But like, I can't believe it. <laughs> like they they sent two teams, and both teams took first and second, second. Right? Yeah. And then Lauren Fisher just couldn't put it together. No. And, uh, but you know she's kind of getting pushed out of Invictus. I feel like. Oh yeah, so, dude. She wasn't even in the picture. She right. wasn't in the group picture. Yeah, there was like they kind of it looked like shitty attitudes <laughs> across the board. <laughs> They're like blackballed. Mm, that. Hmm. Oh, Mister. Um. Yeah. I, don't I know. mean. 
living in San Diego for a while now, I kind of feel like Invictus kind of does that with not their tap athlete kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a couple of friends that work out of Invictus, and they said that if you're not the top, they really don't pay attention to you, and they kind of treat their top athletes like like a, like a god over there, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like, you can't even look at them when you walk in. Like, if they're doing training sessions in the back, you're, you're supposed to just go in and, and do what you're supposed to do and not pay attention to their top athletes. Are they so. like, is that is that something that they're told, or is it something that, like, they... Are... Well, I just heard it from... You Let's know, hear, the, it's all hearsay, great, everybody. The great Vaughn, <laughs> but, I mean, I heard my buddies when they walked in, like, when Lauren Fisher, when she was the, their top athlete, they walked in, and they she was working out in the back, and they were, like, looking at her, and the coach was like no don't look at her like don't don't impede them so i kind of feel like when danny moved into invictus lauren wasn't that top person anymore and then i feel like that kind of helped her wedge out and they kind of kept that mentality like you're not my top anymore my Mm -hmm. top athlete so why are we gonna you know put you up on a pedestal i'm gonna i'm gonna talk more about my new person this new person that came in oh and this person's gonna take us to the top Mm -hmm. which i mean she kind of is at the top I don't know, but she's not a very well-rounded athlete. I don't think she's going to finish. In the, I don't know if no, she'll finish no, in the top. No. I don't think she'll finish in the top ten at the games. But she still made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. But I don't think she's going to. I mean, we're talking shit over here. Like, <laughs> you won't even make top ten at the games, okay? <laughs> like, who are you? Right. Um, yeah, but I don't think she's going to make top ten. I mean, especially with the field that's in play right now. No. I mean, they have. I mean, if we just look at the women's field. We can name a couple names right off the bat. I mean, Bethany Shadburn, yeah. um, Carrie Pierce, Daniel right. Brandon from this event. But from the right. MAC, we can look at um, Tia Claire Toomey, Brooke Wells. Right. Who took a third over there? Um, yeah. uh, who's the girls that took third ever at? Uh... Oh, man. I've watched so much CrossFit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I mean, and then even you see, like, the youngsters, like an Emma Carey right. and a Mal O'Brien. I mean, putting it together and just, I mean, killing the game. You know, you right, can't. Right, right, right. So I think it'll be interesting. I'm excited to see like the games develop, but I mean, I think the, I mean, and I, the thing is everyone knows that Tia Claire Toomey is going to be at the top. She's going to be at the top. There's right. nothing you can do about that. But I think the real race is going to be for second and third in the women's division right. to take that podium position. Um, I don't know, man, these underdogs athletics girls got something to say, right? But shoot. So does Cara Saunders. Yeah. Like Cara Saunders looks good especially being a mom she got that mom strength now <laughs> she's got that mom strength right. it's all the recovery from having a kid you know I mean, she had a year she was at a year and a half opposite well actually no she made uh, uh phase one last year wow like was it like a year after having a baby but look right. at also anna uh, annie thorn's daughter yeah. made the games after being what eight months or nine months postpartum right. i'm telling you there's something in it uh i don't know but the the big race is going to be in that men's division because you're seeing some just unbelievable athletes like you're seeing cole sager cole sager right. all all weekend was a dominant force all weekend was top five exactly i mean sean sweeney was right there though too yeah. but i mean who was it during the ruck run you haven't seen the ruck run yet no, right? I haven't so watched. so the ruck run um chris henshaw said it the entire event that Coles, if whoever's in, I think it was James Sprague, who's a young buck coming out of like the teen division. Mm-hmm. If he's not careful and he's like, he was leading the way the entire time. Cole Sager was in the pack. There was like five guys in the second pack yeah. and they're probably like a hundred yards back the entire race. If they're not, if he's not careful, Cole Sager is going to come up from behind and destroy him on the last hundred meters. 
and it's exactly what he did. Right. Like, dude, he came he came together, and you see him push, and he passes James Sprague, and you see James like, <sighs> right? Like you see, like his face goes like this. He's like feeling it, feeling it. Cole Sager, composed, <laughs> like straight faced. Turn. You see him turn it on at the last turn. Yeah, and then passes him as they're getting inside, yeah. and and James's face just like, <laughs> like just like like looks like he's dying. Just I would die. Oh, he knows. He no. He soul. took his soul. And Cole gets across the finish line, and takes a breath and starts clapping guys in like yeah. a champ. <laughs> he's like, "You guys got it. You guys good. Right. You guys got it. We're good. Let's keep it going, boys." But that just goes to you know past games experience, competition experience. Seven, seven with right. the top. I think he's been in the top five every single time he's gone to the right. games. So I mean, it just comes with the years of experience mm-hmm. with the newer athletes. You know, they're trying to prove something, whereas the older, more experienced athletes know how to pace a lot better. And I'm sure a lot of adrenaline. Well, know. I would not even. I wouldn't even. Who said it? Who said they were talking about this? I was listening to somebody. Oh, it was Tasha. It was yeah. Tasha. She was talking about. She, it was an event from was it last weekend or two weekends ago from was it um i don't know from the mac because she was there and and it was happening to be watching a youtube video and she was saying a lot of these older guys are i think are going to do a lot better with all that adrenaline because they know what that adrenaline is right the young guys even even at the teen level haven't experienced the level at this men's level they're going to see that adrenaline and i think some might get scared whereas like the older guys know exactly what that is and they're going to use it to their right like to their benefit. By the way, everybody, we're both in slings right now. So we're the sling boys. We have uh, we both had shoulder surgery. Um, really pushing forward in our CrossFit careers, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm excited to see what the men's division has like has to play because the last chance qualifier is going to be really interesting. Yeah, I can't wait for that. But I mean, it's weird that it's all online. But yeah. did you see, I don't know, did you, you even watch any like YouTube stuff on like the Atlas games or anything like that? Yeah, I tried to. It's just really hard to follow, especially with it being like at home. I was going to say they have six screens. Yeah. They have like the six screens going and it's all like pre-recorded stuff. So people right. sent it in later and then it's right. like, oh, there's a comp, there's, they're, they're down to the wire. And right. it's like, well, these are just pre-recorded videos. These right. are not live videos. So there's no like hype behind it. Yeah. I can't, I can't sit there and watch six different camera angles are six different screens with six different angles because nobody sets their cameras up the same way. Exactly. So you're so looking at a looking, different angle just, each time. Yeah, it's like looking into one of those little scope things you had as a kid. Yeah. Just, you know. But Patrick Vellner, I mean, takes the W and he's Pat a new dad. Vellner. I didn't even realize he was a new dad. Yeah. yeah. So he's, he's kind of kept that. Kept it super low-key, dude. Super like, low-key. I was going to say, like, it didn't come yeah. out until, like, oh, Patrick Vellner's a dad? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, I think yeah. he'll do really well this year. He should. I'm I think so too. I've always rooted for him. I you love know. Patrick Vellner. He's like always at the top of the pack. Right. And then who's the um, who's the other um, Canadian who's always been at the top? Uh, I'm blanking on a name right now. Um, one of the like the taller athletes, Brett Fikowski. Yeah. So Brett Fikowski, I mean, comes out of nowhere, and and I don't know if you like you haven't been watching or keeping up with the Atlas games. Had a really tough finish like throughout the weekend and then came back and put it together and took and took a first and, and took a the fifth place pot. So he's going to the games regardless. Right. Another story like that though was Spencer Panchik. Spencer Panchik yeah. like started the weekend out really shitty with the with the right. snatch ladder. Um didn't do he did a little bit better. He like averaged tenth 
like day one and two. Yeah. And then, because like event one was like so bad, and then like the ruck run, I think he was like really far behind as well. <laughs> so it's like everybody just got screwed over. Right. But I don't know. We were talking about the super team aspect. What do you think? Like, or the super training, the I would say training camps. I don't know. I kind of feel like when when NBA started making like super teams, mm-hmm. it just got really not fun to watch. Mm. So when everybody starts training together, you can expect how they're going to perform. Yeah. And everybody's going to perform the same. I mm. think that one thing that was awesome about CrossFit is everybody trains differently. Mm-hmm. And you get to see how that ends, you know, at the games. Like, mm-hmm. this style of training did this. Now where you're starting to group these elite athletes all together, you're going to get the same across the board. I'm going to say you're going to get, you're gonna get five camps going to the CrossFit games, right? right. Or ten camps, right? Yeah. Or so you're going to see ten different – I mean, you're still going to see a lot of different training styles. Right, but, but not still. at the top of the board. Yeah, and that's top. where everybody idolizes is the top of the board. And I'm yeah. not saying that the you know people who don't finish top ten in the games don't get any love, or even like going to the games at right, all. <laughs> right, right, right. But I'm not saying they don't get any love, but everybody idolizes those top fives. The you know the the Frasers, uh-huh. the Fronings, the Tias, um, Carrie Pierce. If she would stop blasting me with those power abs smile like those are the thumbs up and yeah. the abs I really, I really love her girl use that athlete. platform use that platform make that money make that money now <laughs> but it's so hard to follow her on instagram because every five seconds it's power abs power abs power abs yeah and you know but now I'm all off track because I don't think about power ups. <laughs> <laughs> power ups, power ups, power ups. But no, I mean, if you're not, if you don't have that that difference between training and who finishes first and second, then it all just becomes one. And then you know, a lot of these people, like, okay, so let's take Matt Frazier, gets out, you know, retires, and then starts his own programming. That's another outlet for him to give back to CrossFit. If you start doing these super, you know, training camps with all these elite athletes, when they get out, they're not going to be able to go out and give somebody their training to the games. They won't have that outlet to give oh, back. You're, oh, so you're talking about they're not going to have, like, another right. means of income. Not, right? not, not so much income, because I don't want to make it sound like everybody's just out to get money, but, like, Matt gave back because he doesn't, like he was saying, he doesn't need to give, how do I want to say this? He doesn't need the information anymore. He used it. He kind of kept it close to his heart. He didn't, he want, didn't, anybody tell else. Anybody. He didn't want anybody to know. Yeah. And now that he's out, he, he's kind of spreading it through everybody, kind mm-hmm. of giving tidbits to the younger athletes coming up. Snickers that's, bars. That's all I know. Right. A Coke and a Snickers bar, you're going to be an elite athlete. Yeah. I actually bought some stocks in Coke. Um, <laughs> right after he yeah, said that. I, I was like, Coke and And then when you realize that the CrossFit community is so small, it made zero impact. <laughs> but, um, but no, he's starting to give back to those younger athletes where these super camps won't be able to do that. They won't have that personalized, like, oh, this was my idol coming into CrossFit. Because, I mean, I fell in love with CrossFit through my wife, but then, you know. Bring the mic a little bit closer to you, too. Sorry. Oh, you're good. And then uh, I saw Rich Froning, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, that guy's stupid athletic. And I bought into his programming strictly because it was him. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like they'll be able to do that for these people who are coming into CrossFit. They can't idolize, you know, Danny Spiegel, let's say that. And then be like, well, what did you do? And then she'll be like, well, mine was what everybody else did at the time. 
Yeah, mine was Invictus Training. Yeah. It's like, okay, so, well, Invictus Training got you there. It wasn't your programming right. that got you there. Whereas, but, like, a Matt Fraser or Tia, right. I mean, Tia Claire Toomey did it with Shane because Shane was, like, a they're, yeah, they're, he's a mastermind, but they did it together, right? So right. They, they were able to build Proven together. Right. But, like, Brooke Wells, what's Brooke Wells going to be able to? Nothing. Like, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, because, right, you want to have them, you want to give athletes this opportunity to have an outlet. Right. But if you want greatness, greatness comes when when they're when they're training together i mean greatness comes from other great people i mean to an extent and then you look at matt frazier but, the, but he trained it, in his basement but is he is he an anomaly his parents house is he an anomaly though no i feel like he's i don't know justin madero sort of he's justin sort of an anomaly that guy's crazy oh, yeah he's definitely an anomaly but, I hate but then to watch him because he's so good but then look at yeah but then um rich running is like right there too though he trained in his barn yeah i know his yeah, but he had a team. He still he was always training with a team, though. Right, but he did more by himself. He programmed himself, and they just kind of jumped on his train. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? It yeah, he didn't keep it as close to his heart. Right. But he shared it with the people that were closest to him. Yeah. But he wasn't out there blasting it until afterwards, yeah. until after he did what he was supposed to do. And I feel like there's not going to be an outlet for all these people who are super good. So let's mm-hmm. say Carrie Pierce, let's say she goes to the games and wins, right? And then the next year, she goes to the game and wins. Where is she going to have that outlet of, oh, this is my personalized training, or I know what I'm talking about when it comes to programming like Matt, Tia, mm-hmm. and Rich. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that just is going to kind of take away from them and kind of take away from people who want to idolize those people because they realize that, oh, I don't have to idolize these people anymore. I can just idolize this programming. Yeah, we're coming into a phase where it's like coaches are taking, whereas it used to be the athletes were the biggest stars, and I think they, they still are. Right. But coaches are making a big push even though a lot of these coaches don't they don't necessarily want that right what i've realized like i've, I've talked to justin um I've, uh, justin kotler i've talked to um nick johnston and their goal is to get their athletes to the most elite level like their social medias and stuff it's like right. kind of awkward sometimes yeah. because they don't know it's not it's never been their priority i mean justin kotler's been in the game he's owned uh crossfit dynamics in Los in new york city for 10, 11 years or something like that. So, I mean, he's, he's like an OG uh, right. affiliate owner. And he was a part of the grid league stuff and has coached like elite athletes right. for a very long time. But why is no one hearing about him now? It's because he was like so adamant about, like he wasn't, he didn't want to build a brand for himself. Right. You know what I mean? And this, he, when I, I remember talking to him, he was like a little, he felt like a little weird about doing like the underdogs athletic things, but it was something was happening, right? right. It was like some, he knew something was happening and he, and he got it when something gets put in your face like that, you got to take hold of it. And that's what he did. Right. So I, I think the next step though is going to be interesting after this first season, right? Because right. Invictus has been around a while, but we know that there's always like, you've always heard of drama going on with Invictus. Always. always. always drama and I think that's what Matt, Matt said too, right? He said, it's going to be, I think he said that during uh, the triple G chipper, he said, it's going to be really interesting post games right right where or you know he was talking he said about it he, best he's like whenever when all the chit chat starts happening when, when all the, the gym, when all the drama, gym, gym drama, all the gym <laughs> drama comes out and i'm not even a part of invictus and i mean I'm, i go to low-key small gyms mm-hmm. and i still hear the invictus drama mm-hmm. regardless and i'm not even a part of their gym yeah so i mean it's gonna happen and it'll be really fun to see 
not fun. I should <laughs> it's like, going to be so exciting. I'm just so excited to see drama unfold. So I can sit in my little mom and pop and be like, yeah. Did you hear? <laughs> you know? Did you guys hear? When, when we're all sitting on the bench right. at, uh, guys, we all we both go to Mighty CrossFit, but so we're sitting on the bench at Mighty and talking with Ace, our, our, the owner and coach, head coach, be like, hey, did you hear? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> drama. He's a, he's, a drama <laughs> he's a drama king himself, so I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be good talks on the bench about all this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see where it's going. Um, I think, but I think there's going to be ebbs and flows with it, right? So like this, maybe this season we're seeing a lot of teams, but I think it's also because a lot of, I think the biggest reason is you know, another team we're not even talking about is Comp Train, right? Right. But uh, another thing, I think they're doing it a lot differently, right? Right. Not everybody's training together, so which is good. Who is it? It's a uh, Ben is coaching Katrin and um, Chandler. Yeah. And then one of his other coaches is coaching Amanda Barnhart and um, fittest second fittest person. In, What's his name? Uh, he just, he actually didn't qualify because he had some metabolic stuff going on. Um, <laughs> really? Well, yeah, he was uh, chronic. He had chronic illness going oh, on okay. and he was in the hospital. Same with Noah Olson, though, actually. Noah yeah, Olson was weird. in the hospital. With kidney stones. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you want to elaborate yeah. on that? No, hmm? no, no, I don't. I mean, no. I don't have that. <laughs> no, no, no. But I mean, are you sure? Yeah, I mean, even like, <laughs> no, Noah's a good dude. I mean, he's a little too much sometimes. I mean, like after this last the, the West Coast, um, he went around and shook everybody's hand. Like I think that was a little extra. I think he's going out of his way to be this like super positive force in the CrossFit community. I mean, take it back to like when all this Black Lives Matter stuff started happening. Like he was. I feel like he was making. And like his own decision, I think he was making his decision based on the public, and I think he jumped into a lot of things yeah, and then kind of retreated, like pretty fast after. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, but a lot, like, I think a lot weird. of athletes did because they they are like pretty public figures. They're right. They're they are. I would say in some ways they are like the face of CrossFit. Right. But yeah, I mean, I mean, it is what it is, right? And also like one of his best friends is Chandler Smith, right? So yeah, I think I mean, for him it's like now he's he just wants to stand with his right. friend. Well, look what happened to Reebok. Bankrupt. <laughs> so you can't like necessarily that's that's what happens when you speak too soon on something you know yeah. as as a top level athlete i feel like you shouldn't make a, a first jump out to somebody and be like oh this is wrong i need to fix it now i mm -hmm. think you need to take a step back and really think about what you're going to say because it will affect you mm -hmm. and i mean now you got people like me that aren't games athletes mm -hmm. who aren't anything that look up and be like well i don't want to be like no, Olsen, because I feel like he's just trying to make the public like him so much. Oh, and he's not necessarily, it's not yeah. necessarily what he stands for. It's not. Right. I'm not saying he doesn't stand for that. I'm not saying he doesn't, he doesn't believe in that. But just to, you know, take a step back. You never make a decision that can affect you mm -hmm. in, in a mind state to where you're excited or angry or. You got to take a step back. You got to take a step back and be neutral and be like, is this smart for me to say? Or is this smart for me to do? Mm. And that just goes back to me thinking that he just tries to get the public to like him so much that it's kind of cringy at sometimes. Like sitting there watching him shake everybody's hand. Like everybody did a great I job. Know, there. I know, right? He like, but he, I'm like, but he's he didn't like, go like one hand. Oh, yeah, he's like, you know, walking up. Oh, like trying to be that extra dude. And everybody, you know, nobody likes that extra guy. I mean, you go to the gym, nobody likes that extra guy. <laughs> and that's no Olsen. He's just the extra guy. 
And he's got so much potential, by the way. I yeah. think Noah is going to be a force. A force. I think when he's 100% healthy. Oh, I, I think when he's 100% healthy. this year he'll be 100% a force. To be reckoned with. Yeah. 100%. Justin Medeiros, though, too. I mean, oh, just, Justin's yeah. freaking training with. Yeah. Like, like, all of a sudden you see a picture of him training with uh, Matt Frazier. Right. And you're like, yeah. what? Okay. <laughs> yeah. That would be wild. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, he, he showed his he showed his ability. You right. Know? I mean, he pushed he pushed the champ. He did push his, the champ. And his first games appearance takes third. Well, I'm glad somebody did. Yeah. I kind of wish Matt wouldn't have retired, to be honest. I wish he had a couple of other things. Kind of like selfishly. I just kind of feel like. He owes it to me. To, <laughs> to you. Yeah. Just to me personally. Just to you personally. Yeah. He doesn't owe anybody no name, else. No person. You know, out in California, he owes it to me. But like as a CrossFit fan, like, yeah, as, as CrossFit, we love to see people just blow it out of the water. Yeah. Like that make, that's, that's the stuff that gets me excited to do CrossFit. Watching somebody win the CrossFit games and then do it so many times where it's almost annoying and then be like, yeah, I'm just going to step off. It's like, come on, dude. Like, let's see how far we can go. Yeah. Like, and Michael Jordan didn't have that mentality. Michael Jordan wanted to win every single year. Yeah. Like that's, where's the Michael mentality? <laughs> where's the Michael mentality? That's what I want. Huh, I want Matt, huh, Matt, we're talking to you. Where's, <laughs> where's the Michael mentality? <laughs> I, I don't, it's not that I don't think he has it. I think he's kind of over the whole CrossFit thing. You're telling me Matt Frazier doesn't have the... I'm saying he's got good work ethic, but I don't think it's anywhere but close that's to it? Michael Jordan. That's it? All you're, you're, gonna compare all him, you're saying he's you're good You're not going to compare him to Michael Jordan? You're saying we're not going to do all this. All he has is good work ethic? That's Super it? Super good work ethic. I think I'd make the games if I had half of what he had. <laughs> <laughs> Just half. <laughs> I can't. Like, I got I to gotta eat junk food and drink you. alcohol sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know. I know, right? And then, you know, work. But but I feel like I feel like he owed it to all of us. Oh, to sorry. It's okay. Just blast music over top. Cool. Yeah, I just don't, I'm tired of listening to you. But, yeah, I feel like if he would have just came back one or two more years, just to, just so I know, like, without a doubt. like Without a doubt. <laughs> Rich, like, when Rich was done, I was pissed. I wouldn't even watch the team events because I didn't want to see him compete in anything but individuals. Yeah. Like, because he had the capacity to do it. And, that, you know, how annoying is that when somebody has the, the, the capacity to do something and can do it and just doesn't do it? Like, I'm working hard just to, like, m- maybe win, like, a local event. <laughs> this could win the CrossFit Games probably eight, nine times. Yeah. Like, that's what I want in my life. I think it's— Why, I think, would, why would he not do it? Just I, to say he's the undisputed champ. Yeah, but I think what it comes down to, right, is it's this idea. You want to live your life. Because for him, CrossFit has been his life for so long and everything is surrounded that. Yeah. And I'm speaking for, uh, not knowing him. <laughs> but we you know want, him personally. I, I know him. I know him. Uh, I know him. It's cool. Uh, no, but you want to live your life. You know, I mean, I think about that too. It's like you get so involved in stuff and it becomes such an obsession and then you realize all of the things that you are, I wouldn't say missing out on, but neglecting. Because you're yeah. still doing those things, but you're not doing them to the extent that you want to. Like he has right. a wife or girlfriend or significant other. You or, watch it, dude. I know. I don't know. He calls him his gr- her girlfriend. Uh, but um, I call my wife my girlfriend. She hates it. Yeah, she's still my girlfriend. I still <laughs> date my wife. <laughs> um, oh, so actually I was going to bring something up to you. I brought... I said something earlier. We were talking about Danny Spiegel not completing the um, yeah. event. 
Well, and I was I was just, I was looking at some notes right now that I had, and I saw like something online. Like, do you think she had an, she was given an IV post heat stroke? Oh no, I think they just did the body cooling. Like the pressure points are the uh, God. What are they? Or like the cold tub and like everything else. I think no. They. I remember passing out in football one time and I got one of these. Um, they put them on like um, your lymph nodes, like super cold. Different areas they put like super cold and it like um, super cools your it, body, yeah. It like super cools it like instantly. I don't think she needed an IV, so I mean, I'd hope not because I mean, that's kind of unfair if you have an IV. Well, I, I saw some like I saw some like some post, right? Some comment saying, I bet she got an IV, so that's why I'm bringing it up. Well, I mean, I, I mean, if, if you're sitting there, I would love to have IVs in the gym, that'd be awesome. I feel like I'm gonna die most every workout. Like, if I had an IV, I could probably do another workout afterwards, well, but yeah. I don't think she did. I'm just talking out of my ass yeah, yeah. i think they just did the lymph note like super cool wake you up i think she just took some time drank some water mm. i hope well they had i think back. they had they had like an hour or two hours between yeah, events. that's plenty of time i mean yeah. if it wasn't as severe like she didn't have severe heat stroke it was just like i, well, I don't want to speak for her on the verge maybe on the verge yeah on the stroke. verge of like a so i was gonna say like stroke. real heat stroke you're yeah you're, you're done for the whole day a while. Or, or, yeah or yeah. a couple days like yeah. there's i've had heat stroke and it's your not body's super dehydrated yeah yeah, no. I'm sure. I mean, it was very interesting. I'm happy that they they did push that event forward, so it wasn't super late in the after. I think it was supposed to be like a later yeah. event. <laughs> I heard <laughs> like, about it, and, and I was talking with our coach Ace, and I was like, "They're gonna do this in Las Vegas," and it's like it was like the one of the hottest <laughs> weekends in the like, on the record. Yeah. It was like 120 something degrees. I'm surprised more people didn't drop. To be honest, um, they had. I know a couple teams had to fully pull out, but right. I know that a couple. I know. One of the teams that was in first pretty much the entire event, who was it? Ohio, Ohio, was it Ohio Brutes. Yeah, Ohio Brutes. Um, one of the one of the ladies like on lap four, yeah, just like collapsed. Stop. Yeah, and just stroke. had to stop. Did Danny collapse? I didn't watch it. Did no, she like Dan- collapse or did she just? Like, I don't know. So they didn't veer have- off and was like, "Oh, I'm hot." I need some water. <laughs> like, I need to know the extent so that I can talk. About so, it yeah, I want to know the extent so I can talk shit. Yeah, 100%. I mean, no, no, she got, I, she, she went back inside for her fourth lap and the medical team pulled her, I believe. Oh, they did. Yeah. She didn't go over there. Was I, she looking like super white or something? Then something must have happened. Right. Cause if the medical, if the medical team's ever involved, it's, it's more than just right. Like someone know. looks tired. Yeah, like, hey, you look a little tired. Right, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, how do you pick out f- who's having heat stroke or who's about to have heat stroke? Uh, the stumbling of the legs, like the not being able to, like, I mean, stand up. Fatigue. How do you know it's just not her fatigue? Let's see. What are what are signs of heat stroke? I'm telling you, it's dizziness. I'm tell- I don't think there's anything too crazy where somebody in the medical department would be like, yo, Danny, you have to come over here now because you're going to have heat stroke. No, but we'll look at the team, the team player. That she well, she got heat stroke. Yeah, she had it. She probably she collapsed. She showed us on. Yeah, exactly. So I'm wondering. Yeah, we need to know now. Headache, dizziness, treatment. I'm oh, sure what, it's like here. Look, look up the heat stroke things. I'm look up treatment. Treatment. Yeah. Okay, hold on. I'm operating with one hand. We're going through the lengths to talk shit right now. Oh. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> so much Google. fun. <laughs> We're like. Did you find it? Yeah. See, this is crazy. Because I looked up, you know, I just typed in heat stroke treatment. 
mm-hmm. and it says initial recovery takes about one to two days in the hospital. So that's severe heat stroke probably, no, right? No, that just says initial recovery from heat stroke. And then a complete recovery from heat stroke takes, oh, if you have damage to your internal organs, takes two months to a year. See, but that's that's what I'm saying. That's like extreme, extreme heat stroke. Where I feel like these girls were, it was exhaustion plus plus heat. Right. There's you know a huge I mean? difference between heat exhaustion and heat stroke. And I would say these are heat exhaust. I would say they had heat exhaustion. Right. Well, heat you know what I mean? Because I don't think they were they weren't out long the entire workout. I mean, Danny made it to 30 minutes, I think. And I think same with same with. I mean, I think it's heat exhaustion, so it's a, com- compiled with both things. I mean, we're real, real, we're really going to full lengths to talk shit about this. Well, I mean, if she wasn't partying out in San Diego, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've all seen the Instagram. She spends a lot of time on the beach. Um, <laughs> makes you want to come to But no, I'm sure she wasn't out there partying. Yeah, but at the same time, I'd, how could you, a med- medical professional, look at a group of athletes and pick one out and be like, yeah, you're probably having heat stroke. You need to come over here. Yeah, I feel like I feel like we got to see that. We, we'd have to see what happened, but mm-hmm. I don't think there's video of it. Well, they probably... Or is there? Is there video <laughs> of her getting heat stroke? Back to YouTube. <laughs> Danny no. Spiegel. Yeah, see if you can pull that getting up. You got the pad. I'm, wa- I'm working on my phone. Heat stroke. I mean, if she collapsed, then I feel bad for talking crap. But at the same time, you know, you're a high-level athlete. You should be hydrated and ready to go. I mean, they do. Look at Dubai. I was going to say, I mean, if you're not, I mean, the top athlete, the top athletes finished. Right. Well, look at Dubai. They go out and run out in the desert. They do. Yeah. I mean, she's also, I would say she's one of the, like, by no means is she, like, large, but, like, she's larger than she's the other. Act. She's scary, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. she's got a she's she's lugging around a lot more weight than I would say like um, Bethany Shadburn is, right? So yeah. like where Bethany Shadburn's a lot more lean, like but well, she's pretty yak too. I mean, Danny's just got monster like, legs, monster yeah. legs. But those are like as a runner, like I, I mean as a as a as a CrossFitter myself, I also have very large legs. So yeah. I know that running is hard um, right. for all CrossFitters because uh, we all hate it. I love running. And you shut your dirty dirty <laughs> mouth. <I love> <laughs> um, so. I'm trying to see. Well, I mean, there was like struggles no with heat stroke. Struggles, like what's a struggle? Did she collapse? Like, okay, Spiegel completed the first three. This is from the Morning Chalk Up article okay. um, by Emily source. Beers. So after the immersive day one that had Danny Spiegel in second place at the West Coast Classic semifinals, things took a turn for the worse during Saturday's opening event, a 6K ruck run in the blazing Las Vegas heat. Uh, Spiegel completed the first 350-meter laps with 10, 20, and 30 pounds on her back before the medical team pulled her out of the event due to heat exhaustion. As a result, she did not even start the final lap. But so did they? Did she go over there and then they were like, "Yeah, okay, you, you're sign, you have signs of heat but exhaustion." I, but I wonder if she. I wonder if she was like close because it was only a 40 minute. It's a 40 minute time cap, right? Right. So did. I mean, was she so far back? I don't know. That her starting it would then force them to have to go out and get her in the middle. I don't know. I think that by them saying the medical staff pulled her, it's just her going over there or like saying something. And then they're like, well, let's check you out. And then they're like, yeah, you're showing signs of heat exhaustion. We're not going to, we don't recommend it. And maybe she was like, yeah, okay. And then they said, you know, the medical 
team pulled her. Here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read it. So down, down but not out. A few hours later, Spiegel um, rebounded. Um, Spiegel is, Spiegel is what Spiegel is saying. After winning event five on Saturday, admitted her memory from that ruck run that morning is shady at best. Honestly, I don't remember a lot of things this morning, so that's a bummer. I always think when I do, when I don't do well, at least I learned something, and I have no idea what I learned this morning. I guess run more in heat she told uh, interviewer nikki blazer one big thing spiegel wasn't the only athlete to experience heat exhaust they are calling it heat exhaustion so they're no. not calling it heat so stroke. it wasn't a stroke yeah yeah, yeah no. um athlete heat exhaustion during the ruck run christine best she got pulled from the she ended up uh, so dropping out i know she had a huge she had a huge opportunity but right. i mean and like she was legless right after the ruck run i think it was yeah Is she christine best did terrible in legless like yeah. could not she was on the round of two for legless and couldn't couldn't do it right and so i think and she just wasn't able to recover from the no. morning's ruck run um spiegel admitted prior to the competition that the ruck run would be a damage control vet so whether she was let's say 23rd or 27th where she ended up finishing it wouldn't have made much of a difference uh, overall placing uh, however whatever spiegel appeared to have gained in terms of her body ability to recover from terms of her body's ability to recover from more for two more events possibly skipping the taxing final lap in the heat might have been just the thing she needed to rebound into fifth place right but isn't that like kind of unfair like you get a pull out everybody else like everybody else finishes because they can and then you kind of get out and then you get that extra rest that they didn't get yeah she's not saying like an hour is like a total but what i wonder i wonder what the i wonder what the event or what the margin of like you had to complete you know what i mean or what's it called the um, minimum work requirement right. i'm not sure what the minimum work requirement was for the ruck run was it you had to complete at least three laps was it you had to start the fourth i mean it must have not been you had to start fourth lap because right. she didn't get a did not finish or a, a tied for last but she didn't finish i did just, yeah but a lot of athletes didn't finish yeah so but to not, me the entire dude only two teams finished so unless they had to go back and like readjust some kind of scoring system like on right. the fly because their expectation was a lot more people were going to finish and then they're looking at it and it's let's see i mean we can take another look at how many people didn't I finish know. i just feel like it's going like somebody going to the national spelling bee spelling three-fourths of a word <laughs> still making it to the next <laughs> yeah. round like, and still going you know getting there like oh like they got sick or something they got like three-fourths through the word and threw up but they were like oh they they had it, so we're gonna send them anyway. I mean, I'm not talking ill, of course. I'm kind of jealous, to be honest, that she actually gets to go. <laughs> but, <laughs> but. Let's see. Um, West Coast Classic. Honestly, it doesn't really matter all that much. No, but uh, we're way off topic. yeah, we're way off topic. But anyways, well, uh, Carrie. Thanks for doing the first podcast with me and you. No problem. Uh, we're gonna, guys, we're going to keep doing some of these. We're going to keep going on. We're going to do some at our affiliate. We're going to call it uh, Live from Mighty. Live uh, from Mighty. Yeah. yeah. Karen <laughs> came up with the idea. I think it's going to be a fun way to like add some more episodes up here to ask. But I hope you guys enjoyed this one, and we'll do a few more here in the future. Talk to you later.